Welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm here with my bud Dave. Hey. What's going on, Dave? Not a whole lot. Uh, well, I mean, busy, working on some music stuff. Um, I have a side project with our friend Mike called Marvelous Persona. It's kind of on and off, and we haven't done anything in a bit, but I started recording for a full length, so that's kind of what's up with me. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, you just created a work reel. Yeah, I just put together some of my like my feature film, Good Day, and some music videos I directed for you, and some of my short films. Uh, no haunted hangover stuff because I don't really consider that like film, even though it involves a lot of editing. Right, I get it. But you know, it's it was just something. I, it was a long time coming, and I decided, you know what? Let me uh, let me do that. Just to kind of put myself out there a little more, I promised myself that uh, 2020, even with all the craziness that's going on, I would try to sell myself a little more, you know, and put myself out there. But on the show today, our main topic is going to be Roseanne, specifically the episodes Boo and Trick or Treat. Now, Dave, I know Roseanne, uh, you hold it in in a special place in your heart. Right. I love the show. I mean, I, I've watched it since I was a kid. And to me, and we're not going to get into what's happened now with the reboot of the Connors and, you know, but the show itself, Roseanne Connor, is just a great show. And I, I would even go as far as to say it's one of the best television shows that was that's ever been made. Yeah. You know, it, it's an interesting show because like, it dealt with like a lower income family and they were like far from perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like, and look, I'm going to air quote this right now. Like they were like white trash, if you will. You know what I mean? Like that's what like they were portrayed as. Yeah. And they always had like money problems and, and you know, they were broke. And I think Roseanne's had like 10 different jobs on the show. Right. If I remember correctly. Yeah. She was always, yeah, she was always working different jobs and Dan was like a handyman and he was always like looking for different jobs. And like, there was just problems with the, you know, with, with the, not want to say problems, but like issues with the kids that, you know, that you would, you would see. And like, there wasn't a lot of shows. I mean, this is, I'm just going from my own memory. So, like, I just remember that show being like, oh, wow, they touch on this. And they touch, you know what I'm saying? Like, they do, they, they touched on stuff that I guess you wouldn't see, especially at that time, on a, like a, like a, on a sitcom, if you will. No, you're right. I feel like a lot of the sitcoms, like on, like on ABC, were a little, like, they dealt with stuff, but it didn't come off as real. I don't know if that's a good word to use to kind of describe it, but yeah. like it felt a little more realistic. There was a stint where they where they took a, I think they took a like a lien on their house and um, they opened up like a bike shop because that was one of his dreams. And, you know, D- D- uh, Roseanne was like, you know, let's go for it. And, um, you know, but it's it, and just another thing, the two of them are like the best couple ever. Like Roseanne and Dan are such like. You know, like I, I, I want like th- that's that's couple goals right there. Like just how they work off each other is just so. And and they were that that entire show was just cast so well. I agree. Like everybody on that show was just fit the mold for it, and um, yeah, it, it, everything was so organic. Like even and and this will lead into our our you know what we're going to talk about. Jackie and Roseanne, their their relationship as as sisters is is, is so good. 
and I don't know. It's just it's just a wonderful show, and like and, and it's still on. Like they still play the repeats today. Like they, they're on all day. Yeah, reruns are always on. <laughs> you know, if I hear it on the TV and like someone's watching it, like has a TV on in another room, I'll stop what I'm doing to go watch it. So that just you know if that tells you enough that I, I I love this show. I you know I would go like I said I would go as far as to say it's one of the best television shows ever made. And another aspect of it that I think most people, especially if you're listening to this podcast, is their Halloween episodes, which were, I think, every season, uh, except for the first season, had a Halloween episode. And the two we're going to talk about today are probably the most well-known ones, specifically the first one. I think that's the one like everyone knows. And uh, I even think I've seen like t-shirts, you see people reference it. All the time, every October, people watch it. it it's kind of just become it, the show synonymous with their Halloween episodes. And I thought, you know, it'd be special for us to cover every episode uh, from this series that revolves, obviously, every Halloween episode. We've covered Halloween specials, but uh, Dave and I, we decided that there's certain shows that we're going to separate from when we do those specific episodes because we want to cover every Halloween episode from from certain sitcoms. I know like The Office has a bunch of them and I know you're dying to cover those. Home Improvements, another show that everyone knows them, you know, everyone remembers those Halloween episodes. You know, I actually don't. I don't remember one from Home Improvement. I and I watched the show, but I didn't watch it as much as the as like other shows I did. So maybe that's why I don't remember it. Oh, I personally I was more of a fan of Roseanne. Yeah, than of was, course. Uh, Home Improvement, but like there's a ton of shows that are just known for their Halloween episodes. You know, the The Simpsons is another one. So you know, I thought you know when we were coming up with the concept of doing Halloween specials and go back and listen to that episode with our friend uh, Bryce from Forever Bogus we would separate certain shows. So we were like, these shows are not allowed. You can't pick from these shows. And Roseanne was the first one you and I agreed on that we had to cover separately. Yeah, of course. It it, it goes hand in hand with Halloween. Like, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have seen these episodes. And you don't, like, when I think of Halloween, this, they, you know, like, picture like, like a wave of different things when you think of Halloween. Roseanne is in that wave. All right, so the first episode titled Boo was released on October 31st, 1989. Now, Dave, did you watch this live when it aired? I don't think so. Uh, so if it was, an eight, it was 89 it aired, I would have been six. So probably not. Did you? I watched it probably a year or two later when they were airing a new Halloween episode. Like they'd play like the reruns of the older ones. So I'm pretty sure that's how I saw it. If I remember correctly, I think the first Halloween uh, Roseanne episode I watched was probably the third or the third or fourth season. So it was definitely wasn't this one, but I have seen it a million times. Yeah, th this one I remember the most. This episode is part of season two, episode seven. I always found it interesting that. They started the. I guess the first season was like their first go around with the with the show, so they didn't want to do any Halloween centric 
or holiday-centric episodes. That's what I'm guessing. And the episode follows uh, the Connors. They're kind of putting together this haunted house called the Tunnel of Terror. And in the process of setting things up that morning, Dan and Roseanne kind of proclaim that they're the master of pranking people on the holiday. And they're kind of both disagreeing with each other. And, and, and throughout the rest of the episode, they're, they're basically at odds trying to one-up the other one with pranks and trying to catch the other one off guard. Yeah, and it's implied that they've been doing this. Like, this has been a thing. They definitely do. Because at this point, the family's established, their relationship is established. So you could easily believe that Dan and Roseanne are both, you know, they, they, they joke around a lot normally on the show. They kind of have an interesting relationship because they, they talk shit about each other basically all the time, but love each other. You can, you can just tell when you're watching it. So some of the pranks that they play on each other include Roseanne pretending. It was always odd. She pretends to get her hands stuck in a toaster and she sprays hairspray in her hair to kind of hat like she makes it stand up. And Dan doesn't fall for it and comes in screaming because he like tells her that he doesn't like burnt toast. (laughs) And he takes like the, he takes a bite out of it and it's like the smallest nibble of the toast. I was like, why not just take a full bite of that? They probably did that take like five times and he probably didn't want to eat any bread more than likely. Probably. Another prank is Dan pretends to cut himself, I guess, working on something in the shed and like blood squirts everywhere. And Roseanne runs in, I think, with Jackie, and it turns out that it was all bullshit. Like he was, <laughs> he was just he. I think I think he had like a little squirt, yeah. uh, one of those little squirty. I forget what you call them. Those little like squirt things that just squirt blood. It's in a it's a ridiculous amount of blood. It didn't look realistic at all. Like it looks like the little like it's like the rubber piece of like a turkey baster that like you, you like you could squeeze and it pulls liquid out and then it pushes liquid out. And it's funny because when he goes like when like after the prank, they're all like, ah, oh, he got us. And then he and then he puts his hand through the window, the kitchen window, and he sprays more blood at him. Yeah, that did make me laugh. I noticed that. It's funny because I don't remember noticing that before that it goes like through the window and at them. He does catch Roseanne like she does believe him. It's not like the joke Roseanne played on Dan with the uh, toaster like she actually falls for this one. Later on that night, Roseanne's dressed up as a witch and she pretends to choke on a piece of candy or something. And then like Dan completely ignores her. And I think she just, I think the last thing she says is she just screams up at the ceiling like, Dan, I hate you. <laughs> so. Because she falls, she falls on the ground. And, and the shot is such an interesting shot too, because Roseanne is barely in the frame. Like you could see like part of her head and part of her arm. And then you see the doorway to the to the back of the kitchen. You see the hallway to one of the bedrooms, and you see another doorway to another bedroom. And there's this really weird light, and it and it reminds me of vaporwave. <laughs> I think we're always gonna bring up vaporwave on on this podcast. But I wrote in my notes vaporwave as fuck because that whole still was just like wow. So yeah, that was a cool shot. There's also like a subplot with Becky hating Halloween. And uh, Roseanne has this really, like, good moment where she kind of cheers up uh, Becky by, you know, she just goes into it, kind of explains to her why she should love Halloween and why Halloween's great. Oh, you don't even know what Halloween is. Well, why don't you not tell me about it? Okay, I won't. Halloween (laughs) is the one night a 
of the entire year where the veil is lifted between the living and the dead. And the dead return from hell to walk the earth. And we have to dress up like ghosts and goblins and stuff to fake out the evil spirits, or else they might carry us back to hell with them. So why do the dead people come back? For the candy! <laughs> there's no chocolate in hell. That's why it's hell. Now, there's actually a really cool shot. Again, another cool shot where and, and especially for a tv show where the the shot kind of like backs up and there's a noose and the noose is like more in focus than um becky and roseanne talking about halloween yeah they use a little depth of field there kind of you know, that's what they yeah. did with the noose and then placing them a little further out but yeah that entire scene is great and i just love what roseanne tells becky like it just, she sums up Halloween the best way possible. And then there's another subplot in this episode that involves Dan having to go over some plans or trying to get a contract with this guy named Jeff. And like Roseanne eventually convinces him to play a prank on Dan while the haunted house is going on. She basically abuses him. Like she throws him all around. And it turns out again, they, they reveal to Dan that it's all a prank and that the uh, the guy Jeff that he's trying to get this contract with, he loves Halloween too. So he was just, he was down to like kind of just fuck with Dan. And Roseanne went to the extreme too. It wasn't like she just did something like silly. Like she went extreme. Like he fell over a chair he he got you know he got his tie all dirty with green shit all over it. I mean, like she didn't just be like, oh, well, you know, we're gonna play a little prank. She went all out, and he went with it. It's super cheesy and hokey. Like it's like who would volunteer to do this type of shit? But he did exactly. it. So he lo- he loved Halloween, according to I think what he tells her. He's like, I'm down, you lead. Basically, is what he tells what he tells Roseanne. Um, and then later on, you know, this is my this has always been something that stood out to me in the episode. Dan dresses up as like a combination of like Jason and Leatherface, like wearing like a cheap, one of those cheap dollar store uh, hockey mask and holding a real chainsaw. It'll always be forever one of my favorite masks, no matter what. The fake, the fake Jason mask. Oh yeah, those are great. Those like cheap 99 cent store masks. I think we've all owned like five of them growing up. Absolutely. Everyone's had one of those masks. And back in the 90s, I feel like everyone had that mask. Anytime you wanted to just dress up as Jason for Halloween, you bought that mask. It was probably the cheapest costume too. Or even like, even if you were just going out on Halloween and you didn't have a costume, you just put that mask on. You wore a hoodie and you wore that mask and that was your costume. <laughs> I, think I, I think I did that two or three times and I was I've, like, I've, I've definitely done it. 12 or 13. So uh, he also shines like this really bright light. It's really, like right behind him. So all you see is his silhouette at first, like going closer and closer to her with the chainsaw. And then she eventually like gives in because she's scared and freaking out. And I think he tells her, like, I'm the master. So the costume Dan puts together, I'm calling it uh, Jason Chainsaw Massacre. Um, someone should make an enamel pin of that. And if someone does have an enamel pin of that, some company, shoot us a line because I want that. Uh, it would be a cool t-shirt too, honestly. If, like, if they design it properly and it doesn't look like shit. Like if it looks like cool looking, even just a silhouette or something would look cool. You kind of get the reference. It reminds me a little bit of uh, Christmas Vacation. Yeah, of course. And I think there's a there's a Simpsons um, there's a Simpsons from from one of the Tree uh, Treehouse of Horror uh, episodes where Homer is like basically the same thing. And I actually have an enamel pin of that, but I want I want one of Dan Connor. The funny thing is, 
if you look back in like the day, like in the 90s and 80s, anytime you watched anything parodying Jason, they always gave him a chainsaw. Jason never used the chainsaw once. It's just, no. <laughs> it's so odd. Like in every movie in, in Christmas Vacation, and anytime they parody Jason in anything else, he usually has a chainsaw. And I, and I think it's just because Leatherface, yeah, Leatherface is popular now, but I guess they just, that was what people associated with Jason. It's weird. I guess maybe he wasn't as, I guess, mainstream back in the day. But Leatherface, like Leatherface, was around before Jason, so it's just always odd to me. I always found that strange. Yeah, I yeah, I forgot what Friday the Thirteenth he uses a saw. That's it's not a it's not a chainsaw, but he uses like a I don't know what the hell it is. It's like it's when they're playing paintball. I think he uses a he, weed whacker. Yeah, it's like it's like a weed whacker, but it has like a saw blade. On yeah, it. it's, it's a weird. Yeah, it's a weird. Uh, if I remember correctly, it was the seventh one, the the new blood. I think he kills Bernie Lomax with the weed yeah, whacker. <laughs> so, oh, it's great. That's the closest thing to a chainsaw Jason's ever used. But yeah, it's just an odd thing that I feel every show and movie and cartoon did back in the day. Where they just combine Jason and Leatherface. Some of the things I love about this episode, I just love how immature all the adults are. Like, <laughs> like Dan constantly acts like he, he basically morphs into Igor <laughs> several times in the episode. Like anytime anyone mentions uh, Halloween or anything to do with the holiday, he kind of like like hunches over and like walks with a limp towards like the kids and he just makes like this weird Igor voice and just the concept alone of Dan and Roseanne kind of always like butting heads about who's the master and who could prank people the best is just so funny like I wish like that was a real thing like I wish I wish fam like pranking in Halloween I, I don't know about you but like growing I think we've talked about Devil's Night in the past episode but like pranking was never a big thing for me growing up uh, on Halloween, like April Fool's. We used to do that, but never on Halloween. So I just found it interesting how like in pop culture, that was always a thing on Halloween. And this entire episode is literally the entire plot. There's one or two subplots, but the entire plot, the main purpose of the episode is both of them at odds about pranking each other. And who's who the, the master? master is. <laughs> you know, that, that whole kitchen scene in the beginning it's just really great because they all mesh so well. And Jackie, Roseanne, Dan, the kids, like, they all interact so well. And, like, it just put a giant smile on my face watching it because you have Dan acting like a jackass. And then if you look in the background, you could see Jackie and she's literally laughing. Like, I don't think that she's, like, fake, like, acting laughing. She's definitely laughing. Oh, she, bro she broke character. <laughs> Yeah, she's definitely in the background laughing, and it's just it's just great. And like, I love how like they go like how they start talking about like that that local legend of that woman that used to jump on the porch and scare people, yeah, and how yeah, she was yeah. 
And, like, I love how they all work off each other because they all knew that they were trying to fuck with the kids. So, like, yeah, yeah, let's keep this going. So, that, that, that whole kitchen scene is just great. It shows the dynamic between the family really well. Like, if you ever, if there's someone that has never seen the show, for instance, and this is the first episode you watch of Roseanne, it, the, the chemistry is so natural between all the actors that you'd believe that this is a real family. You know, and that goes back yeah, to what we said exactly. earlier about the show in general. But just the dynamic between all of them is on point. You know what I mean? And 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 I agree. For sure. They're like making candy apples there, and 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 I think Dan tries to grab one and eat it at one point, and it just feels so natural. And and that's one. And and everyone's very likable too. Like you're not rooting for Dan. You're not rooting for Roseanne because you right. like both of them equally. So that's just really smart, like writing, honestly, and and great acting. For a sitcom like this. And we also have to mention the Tunnel of Terror itself. <laughs> because I think anyone that is around our age, maybe a little older even, has to admit how, how much their like living room brings all the nostalgic feels. Because like all the Halloween decorations. Oh, the decorations it's are amazing. Crazy. Like, it's just like if you want to just... It, it puts a smile on my face. Like if you, if you love Halloween and you just want to smile and let's say it's... July like it is right now and you want to just feel like it's Halloween or watch something and just get that feeling watch this episode because that living room just and the kitchen this the way they, they set up that entire haunted house that they build is amazing and and I want to point out DJ them using DJ to kind of like lip sync the uh the yeah. tunnel of terror entrance like when he's like greeting people he's like the greeter yeah it's yeah. amazing i just love how he has like this deep voice he's an undead ninja, ninja. he's like a yeah ninja zombie and it's cl- it's clearly dan that's that's like the voiceover that's that's welcoming him into the tunnel of terror yeah it's funny cuz when i was a kid like jackie brings them a tape he, she like earlier in the episode and during that like morning breakfast scene, she she comes in I think later on and brings a like uh, a haunted house sound tape. Like, remember those old tapes? Yeah, I have I have one on, on on my tape pile over here. I actually have a couple too, and I always thought that that's where that voiceover was supposed to come from. That tape. That's why she brings the uh, the boombox. <laughs> Yeah, and and that's when he pulls the prank when he uh, when when he cuts himself. He's like, I'm gonna go get an extension cord. That's that's when he does yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And there's always been uh, going back to Jason. There's always been this one like little joke I loved. So, so Crystal's son, enter, I think his name's Lonnie. Yeah, he enters the house and he's dressed as a as a pirate. And Darlene, he's so disappointed that he's a. pirate. <laughs> and Darlene, she's like, weren't you supposed to dress up as Jason? And he's like, no, I'm a pirate. Ho, ho, ho. Or yo, ho, ho. He, he was just, so mad. He was so disappointed. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but, it's great. But yeah, like the just the, in that entire segment when there's just walk, like everyone, like you have like a group of kids walking through and you almost experience the tunnel of terror with them. As they pass through the house, it's just great, and it just it it just it fits with Halloween, and I feel like this is a must watch every October for me at least. The idea of a haunted house in someone's house and be able, and like being able to like quickly like just kind of walk through and get candy and that's that. I was always a, like infatuated with that like with that idea. Like even as like when I was a little kid, and even now, like. 
that's just a, it's just such a cool idea to me. Like the whole DIY aspect of that. Like I I I would love to go to one now. Like to, just to just that homegrown haunt experience. It's not even a haunt. It's just like a little silly little walkthrough. But it's just so good. Yeah, this show kind of it captures that uh, like that atmosphere and and really like that type of thing really well, like a home haunt. So I, I agree. It's it's you know they still exist, but it's few and far between. There's only a couple. Yeah. You know, there's one by you that that we've been but we, we've both been to. But uh, yeah, they just really captured that just that feeling of of a home haunt and then just like a family getting together and putting this together. It looked homemade. It didn't look professional, even though they did have a couple of uh, effects like Dan with the axe in his head and and uh, Jackie's head underneath like a uh, I forget what you call those things, but like a platter thing. The hand coming out of the pot with all that green shit inside. Yeah, they, they, you know what's funny? They don't they don't tell they don't show you whose hand that is. I never even thought of that. Yeah, it's really strange. Number one, how the hell do they even achieve that effect? It's amazing. One of my favorite parts of this episode is when Becky is eating her cereal and Darlene just comes over to her and leans over her bowl of cereal and just starts dripping blood from her <laughs> mouth into her cereal. Yeah, that was really funny. And, she, and, and Becky is just disgusted and she's like, what is wrong with you? And then Roseanne... Is looking at Darlene in disgust, but proud. Yeah, and it's hilarious. Well, Becky like hates Halloween. Like she, like they basically, she doesn't like Halloween. I think she was invited to some party, and then she finds out she wasn't invited. So like the her whole day was ruined. Yeah, she was all she was all upset. She's always been the like odd member of the family that doesn't really work well with the rest of them. But like, I just found that funny that like she's just disgusted by. Darlene spit in the blood and she's just like rolling her eyes at her parents. It's just really funny that like just her reaction towards everyone. It's hysterical. And and you know what's funny? Her her costume that she ends up having is is awesome. It's she's like a dismembered stewardess. And and it's funny too like when 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 we were talking about that that scene where she's explaining Halloween and there's really like one really dumb line that Roseanne says and it just made me laugh. And she's like there's no chocolate in hell. <laughs> I just I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, "That's what what a one-liner that is." You know, it's interesting because the actress that plays Becky, uh Lisey Gorenson, I think that's how you pronounce it. She like went like when she left the show, she left the show to go to school and like just do have a regular life. I always found that interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't I cuz that, that's why she was replaced by a different actress a couple yeah, seasons later. She left. Right? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, but then she came just, back. Just <laughs> right. But she left like not for like another acting job. She left just to have a normal life. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like not a life of an actor. Yeah, it was it always interested me. you see that Freddy Krueger guy checking me out? <laughs> Beckhead, there were 19 Freddy Kruegers. Which one are you referring to? The cute one. So, Trick or Treat, 
was a part of season three, episode seven, and was released on October 30th, 1990. Now, this episode is a little different, I would say, from Boo. It's still very Halloween-centric, but I feel like the plot itself it's a little more serious. You'd agree with me, right? Yeah, and it's not like completely like Halloween centered. This one, even though it, it 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 is, but it isn't. I feel like the aspect that you're thinking of, and we're about to get into the synopsis and the plot of the show in a minute, is I think it's because Roseanne ends up in a bar that's like not how it's not it's not a Halloween party. Like she's the only person dressed up, and I use that in quotes. She's dressed up. Yeah. But basically, Dan is struggling with the idea of his son, DJ, dressing up as a witch for Halloween. Um, it doesn't really phase Roseanne in any way. Um, you know, and, and Dan goes as far as to not even let DJ enter the uh, kitchen because some of his buddies are like in there playing poker and they're being all kind of, they're all being misogynistic basically because the show opens up with them talking about women and then Roseanne and Jackie walking in and they're kind of like rolling their eyes at them because they know that they're talking about like guy stuff. Yeah. And you know, I, I this, this is my top note. I really wanted to hear the rest of Tom Arnold's joke before they walked in. <laughs> What's his character's name? I forgot it. Arnie. Arnie, yes, yes. Yeah. He He's always been an absurd character on the show. His character's yeah. great. He's like dated Jackie a bunch of times or something like that. And she slept yeah. with him one time. Yeah, I remember that. And she's like super like like not happy about it. Like she's not, she, she's very uh, disappointed that she did that. But yeah, that happened. So this episode, Trick or Treat, the main, the main, the main plot is basically gender identity in general. Like that's the entire theme of the episode. Because later on that night, Jackie and Roseanne get stranded on their way to a Halloween party at Dan's Lodge. But Roseanne is dressed up as a, a guy, a lumberjack, with a beard and everything. And she names herself Bob. <laughs> yep. and, and it's funny because she stays in character because she kind of wants to get an insight of what it's like to be like, for, like a male perspective like she walks in and the bartender like is like what what could I get you pal or bud or something like that and she even like she asks like the uh, bartender like what's the action like in this place like you know insinuating like women to like bang yep. <laughs> yep. and she even hangs out with like some dudes who are playing pool and one of the guys goes into this really like ridiculous story about how he almost had a three-way with like these two women, I don't know if it's his girlfriend and her friend or something. So it's ridiculous. And Roseanne dressed up as Bob, she doesn't buy into any of it. She kind of keeps questioning him. She's trolling him. Yeah, she is trolling him. And the guy's obviously getting annoyed. And uh, you know, you cut back to Dan. You know, he he loses DJ at the uh, Halloween party at the lodge, and he eventually ends up at like the party has this haunted house. Which is amazing. It is. It is amazing. It's 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 not as good as the Boo haunted house that they have at their place, but it is amazing. Yo, vaporwave. It is vaporwave always. The running theme on the haunted <laughs> hangover podcast. We mentioned vaporwave almost every episode. Um, but yeah, he talks to one of his friends who's dressed up as a vampire and like hiding in a coffin because he's popping up. And his friend explains to him basically like, you know, DJ's a kid, and him wanting to dress up as a witch doesn't really mean anything. And Dan eventually changes his ways and 
it, the the best part of the episode to me is he he saves Roseanne at the end. She's remember she's dressed up as Bob, the, the lumberjack, and she's about to get into a fight with the dude that was playing pool and talking about the three way. And Dan barges in. Come on, fat boy, let's take it outside. <laughs> Woman. Yeah, you're gonna be when I get done with you. Hey! Leave him alone. What's it to you? He's my husband. <laughs> what? You heard me. Anybody that messes with him messes with me. want to mess with me and it's a really it's a really sweet like just really nice ending john goodman is amazing like in the show he's, he's the best the, he, is, he has always been my favorite part like i think john goodman's an amazing actor he's probably one of my favorite actors he's up there top 10 honestly and i'm not even saying that agree just is i agree with you know, just a lot of the movies yeah. he's been in i just always love his roles and he's just so like he's just so good he's so lovable on this show but yeah, the episode, you know, it's it's a really good episode. I, I I I've always enjoyed it too because I like the whole concept of Roseanne pretending to be a dude at like this bar. Like she even goes into the men's room at one point. She goes in the bathroom and she goes, "It smell it smells terrible in here." And then even before she says that, Jackie's like, "You can't go in the bathroom." And she goes, "Sure, I can. I'm gonna update your phone number in there." <laughs> it's it's great. It's a it's, it's a great, great line. But just the whole, honestly, the whole Roseanne plot, it overshadows DJ One and addresses a witch. It does. It does. It's 2020. You know, we're looking, this this episode's over two decades old. Times are different. Yeah. If a kid, if a little boy wants to dress up a witch as a witch, who cares? You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. so I think that's why I guess maybe in the, like in, in the nineties or early nineties, it was. I, I guess a weird thing that they were tackling, but the show tackled these kind of subjects. Right, that's what I'm saying. It, go, it goes back to what I said before: how the show went over topics that I guess weren't really, you know, like weren't really being covered on other shows. And you know, it. I, I really love the part when he, when DJ finally finds Dan in the haunted house, and he's like, Dan's like, "You mad at me?" He's like, "Nah." And then he and then he does the same thing. You mad at me? He's like, nah. And he picks him up and he goes, let's go get you a broom. It's like the greatest moment. It's such a sweet moment. Yeah. Like this is Dan's episode. Like he's he makes up with DJ. He saves Roseanne and pretends to be like a gay guy. Like it's great. <laughs> and it's just really funny how like, and I, I they probably did this on purpose, but like most of the guys are like so misogynistic. Yeah, it's very it's very male generic. Yeah, it's 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 it's. I guess it's like a stereotype, you could say. That's an even better way of putting it. Not all guys are like that, you know what I mean? So it's no. just funny. And they all make Dan look like this great guy, you know? It's, it's, so, like, it's just, it's it's pretty funny. Yeah. And I want to go into, like, the costumes. Like, like Dan's dressed up as the Three Stooges. Um, Becky's costume, again, is great. She's dressed up as, like, this half so good. 
two-face style mutilated prom queen yeah she's like a disfigured prom queen it's awesome and i think like her eyeballs hanging out of her head right yeah i forget what uh darlene's dressed up as is she dressed up as like the it's like an alien type of thing coming out of her chest dude darlene is just wearing like a hoodie and jeans and then there's like a there's like a hole in her hoodie that has an alien or like a monster in it and that scene when Dar uh, when Becky is talking to Darlene and Darlene's like, oh my stomach hurts, and then she does that whole spiel with the monster and you know, and then and then Be- Becky's like, do you want Pepto Bismol? And she and it, she's not even phased, but that entire sequence is like a forever Halloween memory for me. Like anytime I think of Halloween, I think of that scene. Darlene and Becky's banter back and forth is great too. I think at the Halloween party. Becky mentions that she noticed a Freddy Krueger checking her out. And Darlene's like, which Freddy Krueger? There's like 19 of them. (laughs) And I always was like, man, I wish they would have shown 19 Freddy Kruegers hanging out somewhere. Yeah, that would be great. That would have been amazing. She says to to Becky, hey, Beckhead, which one? She's like, I love how she said, hey, Beckhead. That's That's how she referred to her. Yeah, they're, again, they're just great as, like, sisters. Like, just polar opposites, the two of them. And there's one thing that always made me chuckle is inside the little haunted house that they have, there's a guy named Jimmy who's dressed up as, like, this demon and nobody's scared of him. Like, every time they walk by, they're like, hey, Jimmy. And he's trying to scare them. It's the best thing ever. When Becky and Darlene are talking in the lodge, there's an old guy just sitting at a table next to them with an arrow in his head and it was making me laugh and then when tom arnold arnie's character is talking to dan and he's dressed up dressed as elvis's ghost when tom arnold walks into the haunted house part in the lodge there's this little i'm not sure if it's a kid or just someone that's really short but they walk by dan in this really bizarre mask and i was like what what fucking mask is that it looks like a raisin, like a melted raisin face. It's so weird. And I was like, that is amazing. It's some obscure 90s mask probably that like is out of print at this point. Like they don't, probably don't even make it anymore. <laughs> but overall, this episode, I, I, I like it a lot just because I, I love how they were able to fit Halloween and like gender identity, kind of like to blend like a real topic and the holiday together. And, and that's the brilliance of Roseanne, I feel, how... You know, it doesn't, yeah, the two don't really, you don't think of the other when you think of Halloween, but it's just, it just works really well. And, and, you know, it's real. Yeah, it's, honestly, it's ahead of its time, the episode. No, I agree. And, and I think, you know, yeah, Boo is a little more, it's a little more Halloween. Like, it feels more like Halloween again, because I feel like the plot isn't that serious like it's not something you could take serious because they're just playing pranks on each other but it still works like this one does it to me i know you said you don't feel like it's as halloweeny but to me this one it does there's a haunted house they're all dressed up and it to me it, it feels like halloween if i'm being honest i feel like the episodes and we're gonna get to them eventually but the episodes down the line in the series don't feel as Halloween. And when we get to them, we'll discuss why, but I still feel like this is a prime episode when it comes to the Halloween specials for this, for this series. And I always watch it. Like I always remember it. It always comes to mind when I think of Roseanne and Halloween. Of course. And, and 
Be- again, Becky's costume is is so good. Be- people should dress up as that for Halloween. I don't think I've seen one yet, so dress up as Becky from uh, this episode. It is funny. I don't think I've ever seen anyone dress up as like Dan, like like Dan from like uh, when the way Dan dresses up in Boo, or the way he's dressed up here. I've never seen someone do a Three Stooges like put together a three uh, Three Stooges costume like that. And also, like, just everyone's costume is, is amazing. And even Roseanne, she looks like a guy. Like, she looks like a dude. It's amazing. There, there's that there's that scene in the bar where uh, Aunt Jackie is talking to, like, a guy. And, like, like the, the one guy that's, like, telling this, like, his sexual escapade story. He's like, hey, you better go check your woman. And Roseanne just goes over to, to Aunt Jackie and goes... Yo, bitch! And I was just <laughs> it's great. I know exactly what it's, that was. I remember just laughing when I was rewatching it earlier. And I think Crystal even thinks that Roseanne's a dude. Like she, I think Roseanne says like you were ready to sleep with me because I think Crystal came in from like a bad date, and she's yep. like complaining. And then I think Roseanne forgets that she's wearing that costume. She's telling her her worth. Yes, exactly. And then. She's like, it's Roseanne, or whatever. And she's like, oh, and then she's like, you were ready to sleep with me. It's just funny. It's just, it's great. Both of these episodes rule, um, and they should be a part of your, like, just Halloween watch parties, or just you want to watch something in October or September when we get closer to Halloween. I think these two episodes, you know, they have to be high on the list, right up there with, with uh, the great pumpkin Charlie Brown, me personally. I think they're they're just as iconic as those you know as those other you know Halloween classics if you will, and uh, yeah they're they're great episodes. It's a great show. It captures a moment that's not really. I mean, obviously it makes sense because it's a different time period, but it it just it was just a different time when these you know when these shows were made, and um, yeah, it's just uh, it's one of those it's one of the like I said it goes hand in hand for me with Halloween. Darlene, you're not even ready. We're going to be leaving any minute. I don't feel so good. Well, what's wrong? It's my stomach. Oh, oh my God! (laughs) So what do you want, some Pepto-Bismol or something? So that's Roseanne, Boo, and Trick or Treat. Be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Haunted Hangover. And if you can rate and review us, that'll be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is more booze. Later, guys.